Rights. Welcome to the Pat Life Podcast. As always, I am Patrick. And today, you know who it is. We're, we're going to get right into uh, some great conversation, recaps of uh, this last week over at the Bertaria First Annual Festival. Uh, you know, Anchor, what's up, dude? Tell us, man. Dude, it was awesome. Um, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, I performed live at the uh, Bertaria Times Festival last weekend. So um, it was great, man. It was so cool. It was uh, it was one of those experience. Yeah, it, we'll we'll get into it. I'll let you lead, but uh, it was I'm I'm excited to get into this one. Yeah, man. Well, obviously, uh, for those like myself who weren't able to make it, uh, but enviously watching and waiting for any post and anything remotely uh, crazy in regards to the festival. It was awesome to see you guys. Um, you know, for when you know, like you know, classical learner, Brett, reach out, show me some of the stuff just to see, you know, even though I know you can't like put anything out there, just being able to see it more privately. It was awesome, man. Like you crushed it, dude, from what I saw. So I want to know from your point of view, the the heading out there, the actual location when you got there, like just give give us the play-by-play because that's all we're really talking about today. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's It was really cool. Obviously, I, I could say that infinitely amount of times it's not going to equate to actually being there i highly suggest you know next year everybody come next obviously year. um but for this year it was really it was interesting because it was like the proof of concept this has never been done before um we all kind of knew that going in um but it was just like once you got there it just everything all your i mean my anxieties that came from it it just get it just immediately melted away i'm like this is awesome this is exactly where i'm supposed to be and uh so we got you know my i took my entire family so that was another thing that i think I wish in a way it was beautiful because like the kids were jamming out with other kids to the concert, but I didn't have as much time as I wanted to see all the people uh, speak that I wanted to. The kids were getting antsy. You know how that goes. Any parent knows how that goes. Four kids. I mean, everybody's got to run in different directions. We got young ones too. So we tried to make the best out of it. So we got everybody rallied up in the car. We start driving through, uh, you know, Arkansas, like (laughs) all these crazy places. I've never been to Arkansas. So I was like, what is going on here? And there's a bunch of uh, rusty trucks everywhere. It was like a different vibe. It was like, there's like shell signs. Have you ever, have you ever been to Arkansas? No, no. I did. it's it was a it was an experience, and I felt like kind of driving through there. I was like, this is so new to me, and my 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 one of my our oldest Josh uh, really wanted to go there, and he's and he we were driving like, hey, how did you like it? He's like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I felt too. I was like, it's, whoever lives there, I mean, maybe maybe you can explain more to me about kind of the what's going on there because it was just like it was like li- like just a different trip. Uh, and then we got to Missouri, and oh my god, immediately beautiful. Uh, it, it's just, you know, rolling fields, just kind of like how you picture, just, I mean, we live in, uh, Georgia, so there's a lot of that. We, we've driven down to, to see a lot of, but it's totally different here. There's a, a farmland everywhere. Cows occupy everything. Uh, you got chickens everywhere and it's, we started, um, well, we stayed at a hotel there. Um, it was pr- pretty, pretty sketch, but uh, it was, it was, it was nice. Uh, it's like the, the town itself was like very small. Um, but the actual, um, like the city itself was like beautiful, like the actual like environment, like downtown city was beautiful. Um, but like the, the, um, corporatized places were kind of, uh, 
uh, different, you know, they're just, I, I don't know, but everybody was super nice there. I mean, I, we had conversations with, uh, some, some of the locals and they were just like talking about their kids, their family. I mean, it was very Bear Daria. I mean, and I talked to a few bears who live there and they're like, this is, it's bear country, even if people aren't bears. And I was like, that's exactly the way I describe it is like, if you talk to the locals, they're super cool. So we stopped at some mom and pop shops to get some like food. And it was, I mean, it was, um, it was, it was unreal. And once we got to the festival, we unfortunately missed the mud. I don't know if you heard about that, but there's tons of mud and uh, just rain the first day. And people were on uh, Bertari times that we because we were checking it every hour to see what was going on. Because we we had FOMO the first day because we were running a little late. So we're just like sitting there checking it and people are posting pictures of like the tug of war matches and in the mud. And I was like, oh, it's so epic. I wish I could be there with the kids because the kids would have loved that, too. And like they man, just all these children running around with all these legends as the parents that were just, like, it was a place where you could let your kids free and not worry about anything, you know, no, it, cause like it was so secluded too. So we got there, stayed at a hotel the first night, missed the mud storms. It was still raining pretty hard, but we didn't hit like the mud, but we got there the second day and, uh, we pull in and, you know, people at the gate are like, who are you? And I'm like, oh, anchor. And they're like, dude, anchor, man. And it immediately like that, that, like that, just like, uh, barrier between people just melted down they're like I know you and I'm like I know you dude and like a lot of people like what's your bear name as soon as they hit you with the bear name you're like I know exactly who you are I know I know all the posts I've been following you I know and it's like it's insane people describe it as meeting people like uh oh I, f- I forgot the phrase but it's like it's like meeting a friend for the first time a long time long time friend for meeting the, old friends meeting for old the friends, first time that's exactly it yeah meeting old friends for the first time and that's exactly what everything was it, it, as soon as you say your bear name it has so much weight to people that people like are like I know exactly who you are I've been following you for a long time I and it just all all of a sudden everybody's cool with you and at first there's a little bit of like well we're trying to meet each other but because we've laid so much of the groundwork out online through this, uh, through the internet, um, it's just, it's so gravy to be there. And it was so cool to see a lot of people who I was, I was looking forward to see and just them be the exact same way. Like I'm, you've, I'm sure everybody in the audience has been to a festival or someplace. Like, I, I mean, I used to go to like warp Tour and, uh, you know, my pop punk background and stuff. And you'd meet some of these people who were in the bands who you thought you knew, but it was all a front, you know what I mean? Like they, like they weren't actually those people. They just put out like this false persona. So when you met them in real life, it was like super disappointing or like it'd be super cool. Like it depending on who the person was. But I say it was like a 50-50 shot in whether the person was actually like how you thought they were. Because like a lot of people put up like a front. And but because everybody's so revolved around the truth in the bear community, there is like you just you can see through the screen. You know, it's not they, the screen. It can be used for lies, but it also can be for like transparency as well. It's like if you're going in it with like this, like thought of I'm going to be super transparent with my life and who I am. Then all of a sudden you meet this person and you're like that. You, you're definitely like this person. And then all of a sudden you're interacting the same way you would online, but just in real life. So you're making the Internet real life. And it was it was a crazy experience. I got to meet a lot of people who I've followed for a long time and talked to you like camera bear we had a long long discussion and dude he's such a crusher and he's like walking around with his double camera and do you know me i'm like super into the, the camera uh videography side of things and just it was uh it was insane so i'm jumping ahead i'm jumping all over the place so we got to um the hotel the first day and not too much information all these guys at the Beratari times fest are booked solid i mean this is the first day we don't have like a 
you know, this huge squadron of people like event managers and, uh, you know, people just texting each other in walkie talkies. It, I mean, they actually, they did have a lot of walkie talkies on the ground, but it wasn't, I was a little out of the loop the first couple of days. Um, but I got a text, you know, we're going to be meeting at an ACE hardware. I was like, ACE hardware. Okay. So, um, we're practicing there, I, I guess. Uh, and then it's like, but I got, I showed up in like, it was like a scene at a fight club. Like we're like, you know, like they have like their operations and then like they have like this back room where like everything was like set up and like it was a whole band performance and like all these people who like as you go through the storefront, everything's normal. You go in the back and everybody's like talking gravy, talking. It's like it was cr- it was awesome, dude. It's unreal to be like a part of that. And like you got. Uh, Wait, how'd you end up at uh, Ace Hardware? Uh, one of the bears how, set how it up. That... They're just like it bears everywhere, man. So like they, because it's bear country, like you just are like <laughs> it's insane. So we end up at this Ace, Ace Hardware. Everything's set up. You know, a lot of the work of musicians and uh, Joe, Joe Gagan, shout out Joe Gagan, he set all of this up and he's coordinating everything, did an amazing job with the music. Because, um, I mean, they had music three days. I, I Well, I think they had it all three days. Um, but yeah, it was like great, talented musicians. So I get in there, pull up, and go past this gate, meet these people. I'm like, they're like, you anchor? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you know, I was like super cool. I was like, come come on over here. And like we get let in and it's like, and then all of a sudden you see all these people and they're sitting in circles, like literally talking gravy, like all of this, like, you know, deep, deep uh, stuff about like the government and like uh, different pro. <laughs> it's like, it was like being a part of like some surreal, uh, like, yeah. like movie. Um, so just you whisper, you whisper under your breath. You're like, I'm home. Yeah. Yeah. I'm home. <laughs> it, it felt like that. Uh, well, I'm with my people. Like, you know, it's like, I wasn't home, but like right, wherever right, right. home is where your people are. So like, yeah, definitely. Nine. It was like that. It was like, I'm, I'm, I'm with my people. It's like, I felt like I was, uh, as welcomed. Like it's crazy. You can go anywhere in the country and be surrounded by bears. And that's like what really hit me that time was like, you could be anywhere, like any store. And like, there's, a, there's a bear behind the counter. There's a bear like in, in the, it's, it was like or in the back. Yeah. In the back. There's, there's an entire, there's, a, there's an entire den in the back. <laughs> there's a, just devoted to gravy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly what it was. And so like, we go in there and we just immediately start shredding like all these songs these musicians have mastered and I don't have to do anything. I felt like, you know, just super uh, pumped to do this because I, I mean, I felt like uh, just kind of coming into something that was already functioning, like a, an already running wheel. And it was because that's how these music, musicians operate. Everybody else like. I forgot I was high. I was blah, blah. And, you know, I've talked about this before. I think musicians have a, a bad rep for a good reason. It's kind of like, you know, it's the same way of any prejudice. Like that's how it begins is like you start being like musicians are kind of inherently lazy. Um, not these guys, man. These are crushers. So like they, you came in, they're like ready to work. I mean, obviously everybody wanted to just like talk, you know, that was like the number one thing is like, everybody's like, cause like we're all friends too. So like everybody's like, dude, I want to share as much as I know. And Dude, and so we got in there, start jamming, songs killed, you know, uh, luckily my voice was, uh, pretty, pretty decent, I think for the majority of things. Sometimes, you know, you get rough when it comes to vocals and, but, uh, no, it was, it was really cool. We did the first day warm up, and then I'm riding high off that. And then, uh, but we don't, I haven't been to like, I haven't seen the actual performance yet because we've been so busy with the family, just kind of making sure that they're all accommodated and that they're, uh, you know, having a good time too. So go back to the hotel, chill. Um, go out to the bear fest and all of a sudden the east, and that's when I saw the mud. The mud was insane. Like the mud was like one of those things where you see cars, cars are stuck in it. Uh, cause it's, it's off of like a, a county, like a, like a 
long road. So you got you go to this long road. It's, again, this is kind of like the hidden. It's hidden in plain sight in a in a, in a weird way. Because like it's the same way. It's like you take a couple roads and then all of a sudden you're in this huge festival that would be so like low key. And it, the fact that this is like real life was blowing my mind. I think it did to a lot of other people where it's like I didn't know people could do this without being in the center of a town and having tons of promotion and event flyers. And because that's how normally things are, they need to push it in your face. But because people are searching this information and they're on these apps and they're getting all the information to them uh, through the Internet, they don't have to go and have the flyers in person and they can just go and know exactly where they're supposed to go through this uh, app. So it was like it was shady in the coolest way. You know, like it wasn't like shady in like a bad way. It was like it was like this is secretive, but also public. And it's like it exists. It's the same thing everybody's been saying where it's like two worlds exist simultaneously like all the time and you're and if you're only paying attention to Babylon you'll only see Babylon and you'll see the big cities and you'll see all these corporate uh, corp- corporations and hotels and you know all these brands and all that stuff and then if you look at the other way that's right next to it and this Missouri was a great example because you had like so many crushers right next to so many you know like some corporations it wasn't that bad it was I'm overblowing it but it was like you know you got the Walmarts and all those other players and then you have that next to like farmlands and then like you go one side you get like this uh, hotel corporate corporate America side like you know all these fast food restaurants then all of a sudden you have like the the real stuff and we go into um you know kind of cross dimensions into the bertaria time like it's in a weird way this is like the first emergence of and this is gonna be a weird analogy so bear with me it's like kind of like you know how like interdimensional portals open and like things come out it's like this was the first portal opening to like this like mental dimension of like Bertaria and like it just opened in our reality for like a short period of time. And that's what all these bear meetups are. It's like a short opening of like an interdimensional portal to, portal to like a higher consciousness. Very like weird way of saying that. But in my mind, that's how I like perceive what's going on here is like you have this higher consciousness rising in these certain areas. And like if you're not paying attention to where those are, you won't see them. But if you know where to look, you'll be like, oh, that's where that's happening. You'll see this rise of consciousness in those certain areas. Um, and so we go into this, this fest and like people are, it's cars stuck in the mud. Hey, go this way so you can avoid the mud. Cause you're, you're basically in this huge, uh, field. Uh, it's like just a blank field. I mean, it's like, that's how it was set up and you can see pictures of it. If, if, if you've seen them online as well. And I highly suggest going on the app to see all these pictures because pictures of the event were posted. Not, not many that would like, uh, they were very strict about, um, not, uh, just taking pictures of random things and people that you wanted. If it was a picture, it was just of the general area. It wasn't like, you know, couldn't just go around taking pictures of things. Uh, it was very locked down in that aspect because people do respect the privacy of, uh, the bears as well which I think was nice. And, uh, we got there, pull in, unload our stuff and then just kind of go meet people. And I, I met Bowler and Titty Bear, uh, and, uh, Nighthawk Bear the first day. We we're just chatting. And then, uh, yeah, I met Herbalist Bear too, which was awesome that he was just on nice. your podcast. And I was like, dude, I love your stuff, man. I just, I, you know, like, this is so cool that I'm seeing you like after immediately seeing you on the podcast and working on your stuff all, all the time. And I was like, your stuff was great. We end up talking. He's, I get some stuff from my wife. Uh, cause she's got like a thyroid issue, which, uh, we're, we're trying to work on, uh, you know, improving. So we got some stuff for that and go back, head, head out. And then, um, uh, Sunday comes around and we're kind of now, cause we got, we got in late, late Friday, Saturday, we spent the day kind of practicing, warming up 
and just f- seeing the fest and seeing what was going on and meeting some some folks. But um, the majority of time was just kid management and then getting the kids to not destroy everything because <laughs> they're just they're kids. Uh, and but also at the same time, a lot of other kids were running around. So they had when we weren't like super stressed about it and changing diapers, we were just letting them run around free and they were just playing on the pumpkins in the in this big uh, this big tent and they're just like. Uh, my 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 uh, son was uh, middle son was just jumping a pumpkin to pumpkin and just man they were just having such and there was no like awkward uh, I, I don't know like where you'll see like a parent uh, like you're worried about a parent because like sometimes that happens when you're with when you're just like if you're in just a, a normal environment and you're in like a park or something like that I kind of worry like is this kid gonna be shown something or is this is this kid gonna be talked to about something that's weird because like you got you got older kids running around with them but no it's like you could have total trust in that the communal effort and the the funny thing is like I can't imagine anybody coming to this fest and being like oh this person like this is these are the bad guys you know what I mean like you'd walk around and see all these kids running around all these people just talking and hugging and just like talking gravy like who would look at that and be like these are the bad men we should you know we got to take these people down these are the these are the problem of America it's like no these are the crushers of America that's how I felt I felt like a war tribe that like you see like your leaders like the the people you know like the the higher ups like you know Titty Bear and Nighthawk Bear and all those people and like they're kind of in their own little circle and it's like the the tribes, the, the tribe leaders and like, it was cool. And like, they, they did a lot of, st- and like the speakers of the event too, you'd go and see a lot of people congregate over to them, you know, like just like a normal tribe would, you know, because like you got the leaders of the tribe, kind of the thought people who like people revolve around and kind of want to meet and uh, they've known about for a long time. And they're like, Oh, I want to see that guy. So you'd see like a lot of like, kind of like people gathering there. And then like, you'd see, uh, there's a bunch of vendors too. This is a guy doing blacksmith, like just like our, he was blacksmithing. I don't know what this is called. Uh, but he's like, just like, you know, had, he had an actual anvil and he's like, you know, just hammering away. I was like, this is cool. This is like medieval times. But like, if it was like not medieval, like if it was like for real stuff, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a, a game. It was just like people were selling their wares and like exchanging silver and stuff. It was it was trippy. Yeah. So, sorry, you you want to say something? No, I'm just I was just wanted to to ask in regards to as you said, like everybody, like all the crushers and people, like good-hearted people. It was it almost as if like everybody was excited to be like, look what I have to bring to the table. Like, did it seem like everybody? You know, obviously there's a lot of people who weren't doing like a a stand. It sounds like or yeah. uh, providing a service, but was it was it the sense like everyone was like, you just so grateful, like almost like a gratitude of like, hey, this is why I will. I'm I'm excited to be a part of this community. Look what I have to offer. Not to be like oh like me, but more of like. No, I'm I'm trying to let everyone know what I can bring. Like you were saying with talking to like, you know, uh, Tippy and, you know, obviously other people who are bringing like, hey, this is what I can bring. This is what I have to contribute. Like, did it feel like a lot of that? Not necessarily of like you guys were talking gravy, but did everyone just being like, how can I help almost? mentality it was how can I help it, you it, how can i help? it was a little bit i think it was more like what can i learn from others i think it was like so many people were just like so excited to meet other like super smart people and everybody was so humble that it wasn't like i wasn't like look at my music like look at and, and it wasn't like look at my uh, you know herbalist bear wouldn't wasn't like look at all he was just talking to other people and trying to learn what their mindset was and the likewise it was like other people were driving that to um to the other vendors too they were like like you just see people just interacting with, you know, like that in a, in a classical way, like 
the vendors would almost be like, look what I can I'll look at all my wares and I, I'm going to sell it to you. Whereas like this one was like, everybody was like excited to see what other people were bringing to the table. Kind of what you said, but it wasn't like people were pushing their stuff, their wares. They were like trying to like almost learn about other people's art and craft, which was awesome because like that's, it shows how humble everybody was and the spirits were so high because everybody wanted to, no one felt like they were just better than anybody else. Like it was just always like, it was very communal and and like, obviously that's goes without saying when you say like, Oh, it's, well, it's a community. Of course they should be communal. Not all the time. A lot of times you see like parasites sucking more than they're giving. This one was like, everybody was giving each other like gravy and everybody else was like trying to learn from other people. So whether it be like, uh, you know, Topher doing the, you just see him off in the distance, like doing his, uh, thing for the doc. And he, he was there and like, I didn't get a chance to talk to him, unfortunately. So bummed about that. Uh, but I saw him kind of like working in the distance, but he's busy. Like, but I just want, you just want to go say hi and like learn from them. You don't want to be like, Oh dude, like, why didn't you come to my show? Why didn't you do my thing? Or like, why didn't you go, you know, why didn't you go buy stuff for me? It's like not what you're giving to them them it's what go what you can learn from like other people and that's like more of what the ethos was there than uh kind of like what do I bring to the table it's like no what are the, what are the, I want to learn what the other people are bringing to the table but it was like everybody was doing that so then everybody was at other people's tables and like everybody was interacting which was awesome because that's how it should be and that's what broke down those walls like immediately and you could see people immediately becoming friends immediately like wanting to spend more time with each other and it was just like there wasn't enough time there was just not enough time to like do all the stuff that people wanted. I feel like that's a good, a, a sentiment that a lot of people felt. They're like, I just miss it. I met, you know, you look at the messages after like, I just, there's overdose of gravy too much at once. Like I just couldn't absorb it all in that short amount of time, you know? So. Yeah. Do do you think, well, one was busy town there? Uh, busy town was there. Yeah. He was all oh my, he was, he was living up to his name of being busy because he was like, he was like, a sh- oh, funny story about him. My wife like comes up to me. I thought it was hilarious. She comes up to me. And she's like, I haven't seen Busy Town Bear. Like, does he exist? And it got me like questioning my reality because like, he's like, because I'm like, she's like, yeah, no one's seen him. He's only there in your mind. And I'm like, maybe I'm just like losing my mind. Maybe it's like Fight Club for real. And like, I, like I am Busy Town Bear. <laughs> Yeah. It's been in my mind he's this entire ti- time. So that he's your Tyler Dirty. Yeah, he's my, exactly. He's the he. I've set the whole fest up by myself, and I just was not perceiving it. No, I'm just. It was. It's. We eventually ended up meeting him on like the last day. No, like this. We saw him for a little bit, like on Saturday, but it was like Sunday nights. Like we're like just comes out of the shadows, and he's like watching the show, and I'm like, I I see you finally. Like you were, you're not a figment of my imagination. And he ended up talking to my wife and everything, and it was it was good. So she knows I'm not schizophrenic, which is nice. Uh, but you know, uh, it was it was a fun, it, he was there, and it was like he he's the exact same way too. Like he was one of those people who I'm like, I've talked to you so much. He sounds exactly the same. He holds himself the exact same. He would same way he would like you know. And I'm just like, I already know you. And it, just the barrier was just eliminated of like feeling awkward around someone. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad that he was there and, and, and he was able to coordinate it and run it and everything. Um, but had, was there maybe even talk then of like doing like two, I know there's like a festival, but like, I know there's doing like small ones, but like extending it or doing, um, you know, possibly something, you know, another time in the year, like maybe like a, like a, a setup, just because like you said, like in against the first one you're learning, it's, you know, the test to see how does it run, what works, what doesn't. But like you said, like, it sounds with 
so many people so excited to learn from each other, gravy overload, wanting to to be, you know, so involved and so present with what that weekend was like. Like you said, it's just like gone in a sec and which is a great thing in the sense of you're just so everyone's just so full of energy and love that it's like, man, where did the time go? Yeah. Um, it, it almost seems like that it's like, okay, with that in mind, <laughs> it might be appropriate to have more or have it a little bit longer. Or And, and I know you were saying to me uh, on text that even like Sunday night was when your performance was, which I'd love to hear more about all of that. And you share your experience with that. But like, you know, a lot of people were gone by that time. And, you know, even though there's still a lot of people still there, but like, you know, it's almost a matter of, um, you know, possibly like, being able to find ways to extend it. Now I know people have lives and family and does, yeah. work and, but but I just, I'm just I'm just curious if there's another way to, or there's thoughts that were going on about that about trying to make it longer or find ways to do another priest prefest. I don't know. Yeah, so I think um, when it comes to that, I'm not the best person to ask because I did not really set all this up. Um, this is the Beartari Times uh, staff. Um, everybody over there is working on it, including Busy Town Bear. Um, but what I will say on that is that I think my interpretation of this event is more to be not only a proof of concept that we can do something nationally, and by we I mean them, uh, it bears, uh, is, is, but it's more about... If we could do it nationally once, we can inspire multiple ones held locally by local communities. And, and when you're talking about it, that I think people riding the high off this, you know, and that's someone's mentioned it. I said riding the high, but it's really more just like the afterglow of like a massive explosive event. Like you have this afterglow energy. And if you can recapture that and put it into the, your local events, uh, I think that's where we thrive and that's where we get the extra time to meet the people locally that you wanted to. Now, of course, that's not always going to work for everybody because like people like Titty Bears out in the you know East Coast, North, I probably wouldn't be able to attend an event up there. So this national event was huge for me to meet someone like him, um, you know, and so especially so it doesn't work perfectly, but it does work in the way that like you can t- take that torch and uh pa- you know pass it along and keep the fire, you know, going from that main event. So I think that's where I see the extension of time and uh but as for future events i mean owens mentioned that he's interested in doing another one uh next year i think it's going to be a yearly thing but i could be wrong about that they, they'll do whatever they they need to do to make this you know uh kick butt um as i censor myself uh so yeah i mean as for the this event it was huge and what we man it's like um, well, let me get back into my story because this is like we're on. Yeah, sorry, set. Yeah, no, sorry, no, it's fine. I'm just thinking like I just want to wrap that up so we could talk about kind of like this afterglow effect because this does this is kind of like my mentality is I'm still in the afterglow. I think a lot of bears are. They're like just reminiscing about this event being like this was so epic. And like there's an en- energetic exchange, too, that happens with these things where it's like and Owen mentioned it, he's like, I wanted to be the person who sucked up all the energy. And like he was joking, obviously, but like he was it's so true, though, is like the FOMO is like you're missing out on the energy. It's not necessarily like you can sit here and like we could talk about it all day and like digitally and be like, hey, you know, this is what these are the words that happen when like I went to X and I went. This. But like when you're di- when you're there with the energy exchange of such high fret, like vibrational people, it's like surreal. It's like um. It's kind of like going to your favorite concert times like a billion because like it was like going to I before I even performed, it was like being at a concert like that energy of like people are 
hype. People are just talking. People are exchanging. People are showing love to each other and being like, just it, it's like in in the like not like in a weird way, but like just everybody's like, man, like I I respect you so much, and I, I I've been following you for a while, and I expect your ideas, and this is how we got to develop things, and it's all of that just went into like this awesome energetic exchange of uh of individuals. But going back to the concert, um, so Sunday rolls around and we do some speaking stuff. I'm there for a little bit. I did do a speech. It was very short. Um, I tried to focus more on just getting, cause we had such little time with the band, you know, band performances with that, that massive set list was like hectic. Um, and not because the te- musicians weren't talented. They could play anything. They were, they were like a jam band vibe. They were like anything they'll improv, they'll get, they'll get done. But my songs are very structured. They're two minutes, short, punchy, stop, starts, you know. So learning all the stops and starts were, was difficult for everybody, like when to wrap up, when to, you know, we got to take a little breaks. My song is very composed, very structured. Um, so translating that into a live performance means everybody had to be, because of the stops, It and it's not just one continuous flow of, you know, consciousness, which a lot of, it was seeming that their music kind of was that stream of consciousness everybody just puts on a beat we're all feeling each other we're looking to this guy we're looking to this guy to see what's going on morphing that into something more structured with stops and starts was hard and getting that environment took a lot of a lot of time so just putting more time into that I felt like would be more fruitful than trying to do a speech I'm not a great speaker um I'm trying to learn how to develop my speech uh you know patterns and you know there's like a whole science to it I know it like I know conceptually it but it's practice it's like getting in front of those it's getting more at bats for that stuff so um just to you make sure you're not putting extra things that you shouldn't be wrapping things up concisely there's a whole art to that and you know people like Owen and Bowler was fantastic. Uh, Owen didn't speak obviously, but I'm just saying in general, um, Peacemaker Bear, I saw speak. And then obviously, uh, Christopher Gardner spoke as well, who I heard was like outstanding. Um, unfortunately I couldn't make it cause my, my kids were just going insane. But, uh, that was one of the things where I'm like, I'm just blessed. I tried to keep in mind that I'm blessed to be there and I'm blessed that my kids got to see me. Well, all this stuff, because like I was so frustrated. I was like, I just want to see these people. These are like some of my favorite people that I, I, I could watch for hours talk and just hang around. And it, so next year we, we had talks of either like, you know, me going by myself or, you know, taking the kids and just maybe doing something else. Because like I want to spend the time like meeting people and not just, you know, uh, changing diapers and stuff. But it's like that stuff needs to be done. And it was it was all worth it at the end. I don't regret a single thing because like I was able to be there and my kids were front row. And it wasn't just my kids who were front row too. It was like, so, it, well, I'm <laughs> trying to keep it chronological. We go in, um, eight o'clock rolls around. We're having some sound difficulties. Um, I go on, I was supposed to go on at like five or something, but it got pushed back because speeches went late and they wanted, they wanted a break for dinner and stuff. And then, so I told, I t- you know, people started leaving and I was like, I don't know. People are, people are, you know, how's it going to turn out? And then, uh, the, the tent was pretty empty and I was like, kind of anxious. I was like, I don't know if people are going to, cause here's the thing is like, I could be as cool as I want online. And that does not translate to people digging you in real life and like wanting, like knowing who you are. It's like, I think I overestimated how many people would want to stay or know me. It's like, you really do have to win the crowd over again every time you perform. And that's how it always is. It's like, you can't go there expecting anything. You can't go there expecting that people are going to 
love you and just know all your songs and wor- words and stuff. And I think that was a, it was an awakening point for me. I was like, I gotta, I really, people who don't me, know me, I need to get them in. And people who do know me, I need to get them to know what it's like to be at a Anchor Bear live concert. Cause I haven't defined that yet. I'm so used to like my concerts where I, I spent the time in groundwork lane to get them all pumped up. And they knew exactly when they went to my old concerts, like how to act. And like, I'm not trying to start anything by saying they didn't know how to act, but you could see like in the first couple songs when I came on and started performing after we started performing, because I did the first set, five songs, all rap. So no backing band. So it was all me. And I go out there and I'm like, and I think I'm bombing. I'm like, I'm sitting out there and I'm watching this, this crowd and I'm like, they're not going as ham as I thought they would. But then again, I kind of like talking to my wife after I'm like, I don't think they knew how to act how to react to it at the same time like they because like a lot of times you'll see so and this is a completely online persona that I've been building up it's like they don't know exactly who I am so like there's the shock it's like you can visually see the shock of people when they're like when I'm going out there like rapping and like going ham and I'm like because I brought it like a hundred percent like I was like I'm gonna jump around I'm gonna act the act a fool like I'm gonna be the person that this song dedicate you know if it's a soft song I'll be letters in the toy, you know, letters, you know, Swain. And then if it's a hard song, I'm going to go hard. I'm going to like be moving my body. So like the first song is like, I came out to was castles and airships. And like, I was like, this is going to be a bop. Everybody's going to love it. Everybody's going to know this song. And like, people were just kind of like, Hmm. Okay. And like, it's like, and that wasn't the reaction I was expecting, but it was fine. And like, it was one of those things where I'm like that at that moment, I was like, I got to get this crowd involved. I got to be more of like a leader then I do have to like expect them to know how to, and for a lot of people, like this may have been like, they don't, maybe they don't go to like, these aren't concert goers. A lot of them, you know, like they don't. And cause like that is the Babylon, like, you know, I'm used to people who are like, I go to every concert. I know how to rock out. I know how to do these things. I know how to like party. And like, this is a different environment. So I'm like, how do I shift this? And then I was, and so I start giving cues. I start being like, yo, let's go. Let's, you know, like start giving a uh, shout outs and like wave my hand and like, you know, every, just giving call outs to like what they should be doing. And then I think by the time the fourth or fifth song came up, uh, everybody was like, I know who he is now. I get it. Like, you know, like they're like, this is, this is Anchor Bear. And like, this is, it was a weird moment where it's like, you could see every song, even no matter how hard it went, like they were reacting and growing to learn who I was. And then all of a sudden, once they got it by the end of it, they were like, man, they were like chanting encore. And we were like, I wasn't even expecting for that. And I felt like an Owen shoes when he was like, how does a comedian go on for an encore? He was saying that for his, uh, you know, when he did his, uh, his, uh, comedy tour, cause he wasn't ready for it either. And I was like, I'm like, I didn't prepare for an encore. I thought I was just going to go out there and like, you know, do my songs and come back. And so they were just like going crazy at the end. And like everybody was singing along at the, at the end and ending of the, of the set and the band just, when the band came on, I think a, a lot of things clicked too. They're like, this, these are the songs that I know. Cause it's full instruments. It's uh it's, it was rocking. And I think people, the kids were like, just digging it too. The kids were running around. That's one last thing on the the concert thing. And then I'll I'll kind of wrap up to the concert is man, these, this is like the, I've got messages from a couple people and I've talked to a lot of people. They're like, this is my kid's first concert because we won't let them go to concerts because they're satanic. And I'm like, I get it, man. Like I won't let my, my kids go to concerts either, but they're like, we trust you and we know who you are and we listen to music all the time. This is their first concert. And I'm like, I'm so blessed to be able to give that to these kids and like to have them see like what a concert's like. And they were like jamming out and especially for my son who hasn't seen a concert and then ha- to have me be the 
first concert you see is like it was insane for him too and he was like singing all the words and a couple of people came up to me after they're like they're like who was that kid on those pumpkins just no who knows every song i'm like that was my son and they're like oh that makes sense that's why so he was like um yeah he was rocking out he's he loves a lot of the songs and you know, I got to meet Camera Bear's kids too. And they were big fans of the songs too. And it was, it was kind of crazy. I wouldn't say weird, but it was definitely like shocking that how many people were like, I want your autograph and I want to talk to you after the set was done. So it was, uh, it, it, I felt like I was a rock star, but like in a really, like, I was like, I didn't know this thing exists. Rock stars existed outside of the system. And I mean, we talked about it briefly, but like not the type where it's like, can I get your autograph? Can I get you to, talk, you know, take a picture with me? And I was like, like you sure yeah it's like I'm just a dude but uh like I, I would love to I don't want to act like that uh you know big persona of like a rock star I just want to be a dude who comes up and does music and crushes and you know I'm and then I'm back to normal anchor you know yeah man dude well to well to your point about like the people who are watching you doing the rap I can also imagine that there's an aspect of it that people are like just kind of staring in awe and they still haven't registered. They're like, wait, this is the guy that I've been listening to or, you know, we hear about all the time and I'm just, they're putting a name to the face and they're putting a sound to the face, right? Like, you know, if you're listening to podcasts or you're listening to things and you hear someone's voice, you're like, what does this person look like? What could they look like? Or the music, right? Because with your music and you're using a lot of like synths and you're using different things to change your, you know, tonality, your, your actual sound of your voice. So you're like, what does this guy actually sound like? What's his real voice? What is his, you know, all that stuff. So now all of a sudden you're coming on stage and for some people they're like, oh, that's, oh, that's, that's, oh, that's Anchor. And, you oh, know, yeah. they're looking at you being, and they're just like hearing you rap and they're just like, I, you know, I can imagine some people are just even in awe of like that. And not like, like, oh my God, it's him. But like, it's just like, oh, wow, that's, that's the guy we hear all about all the time and his music's always played. Yeah. Oh, wow, he's actually doing it in front of me. You know, yeah, so I no, can imagine I there's a little... Like, you could see, like, visually that happening. And we have a lot of video... Like, um, I've gotten a lot of videos from Camera Bear and a couple other pe- bears who have forwarded me videos. And the sound was phenomenal. Uh, shout out to uh, Jason Lindgren, Lindgren, I think is the is the this pronunciation. But, uh, yeah, the guy who works on Crip- uh, Crow Triple Sevens podcast music and everything. He, man, he's, his hair was amazing, by the way, if we could take a second. Anomaly's got, I saw someone, I wanted, saw someone uh, talking about this. Jason's hair is, like, outstandingly better than uh, Anomaly's. And if, I want to see, like, a, a hair off. Like, this is, like, we got to do some, like, kind of voting system because this is, you know, the binary. We need, you need to either be for pro uh, Jason or pro uh, Anomaly because this is, he had, like, some killer flow. It was like it was like out of a commercial, but he did a great job on the um, on the this this uh, the whole audio system there, and like they I guess they oh um, he did it. yeah he did all of the, uh, the audio stuff so he like worked all of the he patched everything through and he made everything sound amazing so I saw these videos from because at first I was like maybe it just didn't sound good and maybe like I was just bombing like that was honestly like my first impression like when I was up on stage I was like maybe I'm like not as I'm not like coming across the way I want to. Cause like I, when I'm in the studio, I'm very, I've told you this, you know, this about me too. I'm like hyper meticulous when it comes to music and like getting the tonalities correct and like getting everything mixed correctly and like making sure everything sounds balanced and and nothing's popping out or sounding weird. At least now, maybe back in the day I wasn't, but, um, 
so I was like, maybe it's something coming across, but he did a great job on that. I saw videos and I'm, so now I'm watching the videos. I'm like, and then it clicked to me when I saw the crowd, how like their faces were and how they were like moving. And like, I'm like, they just, it wasn't the sound was off. It was like, they didn't know how to react to it. Like they, it's not, I don't think I sounded bad. I know it sounds cocky to say, but like, it's, tr- I, I think it's true. I'm like, I think it's like objectively, like I'm looking at the video. I'm like, it didn't sound bad. It sounded good. What like what was the issue? And I think that's exactly it. It's like people are adjusting to this, the the new like I I haven't seen him. I haven't I don't know who this is. And like, and there is like a wide range of my material too. Where like I do try to like capture, not impress. I wouldn't call them impressions, but like they are almost in a way. Like I in it in the same way a comedian tries to impersonate different voices. I try to do that tonally with like my music too. So like if I'm doing a rap song, I'm not going to sit there and try to sound like country. And I'm, it's, it's like, I'm doing a country song. I'm not going to sit there and try to sound rappy. I'm, and I think a lot of people have, when they're doing music, they just like have one voice they stick to. They don't focus on like the tonality of the voice to get into the mood, which I it's good and bad. I mean, some people might not like that and think it's fake, but like to me, I think it just adds a different layer of understanding to music. It's like, when you can have more of a, and I'm not saying go overboard with it, but like if you can have more of an aggression, uh, like I do an Irish kind of like, you know, like, you know, like, and like to go from that Irish, like, and so, you know, I'm not pretending to be Irish. I just think that those songs that sound more Celtic and like all those things need a little bit more like of that, um, flair to them to sound more like in the pocket of what, like if I went out there having my nasally Chicago accent in an Irish based, like, you know, folk song, I don't think that would sound good. And, you know, to some people. <laughs> right. So, I mean, you're, you're, well, you're, you're shaking your you're head. You're embodying it. Yeah, yeah. No, you're just imbo- you're embodying, you're embodying whatever it is that you're stepping into. Right. And it's, there's a difference between mimicking and, and, and embodying because in mimicking, it's like you're trying to force something yes. where embodying, you're actually allowing yourself to step into it. Right. I right? Think, like this with it. Yeah. I think the undertone of mimicking is definitely mocking and I'm not mocking anything when I'm doing these uh, impressions. They're not impressions, but they're, they're tonal, tonal, uh, tonal enunciation. Like just the same way when you would go speak German, you're not going to try to speak German American. Like this is the same way I think about with music. I'm like, if you're, if the music is calling for a certain voice, then I think you should try. And this is just for me. This might not work for you. I and mean, you may not, you might hate this concept. I think a lot of times people listen to advice like, oh, Anchor said this, so it's true. This just is how I perceive things. Like when I go into a rap situation, I want to sound more aggressive, you know, with my Chicago, almost, almost like East Coast accent in a weird way. Like where you're, you're just trying to sound more like a, almost authentic and raw. And then when you're doing sing, sing song, like I do, I kind of slip some of my pop punk, you know, emo tones into there. Cause I, it helps me go into the upper registers, but it also helps me, um, just embody that, like, like aggression. And like, and it's so like, I'm sure a lot of singers know. And I, I had some debates with singers too, is like, you can sing a song perfectly in like with the perfect opera voice and the healthiest tone. And it's like, And I would say no to like 90% of those people if they wanted to sing with me because I'm like, you can't just show up and do like a colorless take. You have to do something with emotion and with passion. And so that's where this whole uh, impersonation slash, you know, what's the best way to say accents comes from is like, and you can't go overboard with it, but I think it's it's done tastefully. It adds to songs, but that's kind of the thing now. and because I don't have a very like uh, public facing uh, 
know, persona when it comes to music where I can put my face on everything and say, look at me. I'm, you know, like this is my, uh, another thing too, is like when you do that too, is like when you're putting your face out there, you're like, I need to be ethnically, you know, this needs to sound ethnically white music. And some people thought I was black when I was rapping. I was like, what? Like, like I got a lot of response, uh, there where they're like, I always thought you were, a, you know, a bike thief. I was like, I'm definitely not, but, uh, you know, thank you. Uh, I returned the bikes. Uh, thank you very much. And, uh, this, so like, just because like, I'm not branding myself as a white person, I can embody different music genres better, um, than I would if I'm like, I'm going to be branded as a white guy who raps. It's like, or I'm going to be branded as a white guy who does emo. It's like, if you do all those things, then you're, you're, you're pigeonholing yourself into the image that you want, you know, that that's portrayed through your music. And, to me, that's not cool. I like to have music that tells stories and embodies a certain. I want. I'm, I try to stick as close as I can to the song, rather than to the artist persona. And I, I'm sure a lot of people do it the other way, where they're like, "I want an artist to create seven songs that sound like that artist." That's more brandable than branding each individual song to the songs. But to me, it's like if you follow the song, the song sounds better. If you follow the artist, you're gonna have hits that f- match with the artist but then it's going to get blasé and it's going to fall off eventually because it's like well that artist just has like a certain style to them so i don't know to me it's like that's that's all subjective but well well it's similar to even like uh this new song well the song that we've been kind of working on with mine it's like totally more like the 2000 pop punk sound that it's like for me it's you know compared to the first one we did it's different but it still like has like my tone to it but for me it's like embodying that mindset of like that punky sound like I, I enjoy it like I something I love so getting into it feels authentic to some capacity I mean it's maybe not exactly what you're saying but it's just allowing yourself to yeah I don't know no, just it, like it just if, if it's if I'm always trying to sound exactly the same then you know that's what you're getting but it's like if you have a little variety but it's authentic you're really just embodying the music you're trying to embody the sound allowing yourself you said not to necessarily mimic or even you know some people trying to mock unless it's again a satire yeah. type thing but it's really like yeah just embodying then it it comes off as like oh wow th- i'm getting a different taste of this person but i still feel like i connect to their music that's why kind of going back to you and your music in which i'm so like if, I, if i'm being completely honest dude like i had bad i mean I, my my friends from germany were here and i was so happy that i got to spend time with them and they made the trip out all the way out here and i'm you know super grateful and i you know wouldn't change it for the world but you know definitely there was there was fomo moments where you know as i'm like looking at you talking to you and like getting you know messages from brett i'm being like oh man dude i'm so looking forward to next year and i'm so bummed i missed it you know um, i was having fomo while anyway, i was it, there i was like i can't talk to enough people like i was like because like is. <laughs> Even when you're there, you're like, I, I want to meet every single person and I want to have like an hour long discussion with every single person. And like, there's not enough time, like, and especially like with people needing to go back to their day jobs and stuff after the concert. I know a lot of people left and like, I'm bummed that that happened. I wish they could have seen the set. No hard feelings though. Like, I just, I wish that like everybody could just stay there forever. And I'm sure that's how everybody felt too. They're like, but I got to go back. I, and a lot of people are super busy with like their, um, with their farm, you know, like Owen was saying, like, he's like, I got farm animals. Like I got all these things I have to deal with and I can't just take off and, you know, like spend a week with the bears. And I'm like, I get it. Like, and that's how a lot of people were. They're like, I got responsibilities back at home. I got to deal with. And 
So yeah, right. but like I wish but I had more time. It's such a supercharge. It's just a supercharge to get you back, like you said, to to your everyday thing and being like, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely an energetic supercharge where I felt like once I got back, I'm like, I now have a renewed respect for like everything, all these messages and all these uh these ideals that were laying down. And I just felt like going back to that, uh, back going back to normal life after like an outstanding weekend where it's like, you know, these people were unreal. Like they're just, they're literally luminaries. Like all these people are just like, and then when you have enough luminaries collected in one, you know, spot for enough, you get this afterglow, you know, effect where it's like the burning is gone, but like, you're still like feeling it. Like you're just like, oh yeah, this is the, this is the juice that I need to keep going. And if they can, you can get set up enough of those events throughout the year and you have enough after afterglow to like, just keep you pushing into like the, uh, the, the next segment. It's like, those are, you've got the big moments and the, and that's, I guess the main thing that I wanted to get out of this whole podcast slash, uh, you know, kind of recap of this is like, you, you need to operate outside of Babylon and like, this is the perfect proof of concept that it does work. Owen Benjamin's life is a proof of concept in general, just like how he's escaped it. But this is a proof of concept that like a community can do it in itself. So like, it wasn't just Owen. And I think, you know, that's another thing too, is I think a lot of people would see that big, well, Owen wasn't even there. And like Owen mentioned it on his stream recently, but for those who don't listen, he also said like, it was a huge statement that I didn't even have to be there. And I think it's, that's true. It's like, if he was there, it would almost undercut it and be like, well, this is just an Owen Benjamin event. This is like, that's why you're here. It's because of Owen Benjamin. It's like, no, you, everybody was there because they wanted to meet other crushers in the community and they wanted to operate within that the bear community independently as like a, as a mass event. So that in itself was huge because like that, I mean, that's, that's in, just going back to the concert for the one last time is like, that's the first time a lot of people, including myself, ever, ever seen that much like energy and professionalism, not just from me, but from all the musicians who performed just saying we can take all of our talents and entertain people outside of the system completely and get that same energetic. Cause like a lot of people want to go back to Babylon because like there's a lot of energy still left there. There's a lot of people who are, those concerts are still big. The energy, the energetic exchange we had over the weekend can happen at a concert as well, but it's not the same. It's not the same, like only good. There's some tainted with that too. There's people like people ODing, there's people getting drunk, people losing their, you know, like whatever, like having unprotected sex or whatever. I like all this like insane, like exchanges can happen like on the underpinnings too. So like, while it's like a, this great event, it's like, yeah, a lot of those things happen negatively too at those concerts. And a lot of the ener- energetic exchange is tainted by like a lot of negative. So like, you know, I think people still look at those concerts in Babylon and be like, there's so much energy there. It's like, yeah, but that energy that's being gathered is being used for bad. You know, like, it's like, if you want to take that energy that's, and like, cause there is a lot of energy there. It's like, and it's hard to even describe it, but it's like you have these meetings of people and meetings of minds and meetings of people and like showing love, like, Oh dude, much respect, man. I love your work. Like I've been dying to see you. And like, this is an honor to see you live. And like, just to like all these speakers and everything and just our friends that I've, we've had online. It's like, and then taking that away from Babylon and just being like, no, this is going to be our own system that we run. And it's, it's insane. Like that's, that's, that's the beauty of it. It, It's have an event that just has live music and, that's been done thousands of millions of times before. What's special about this one is that it 
it took all of the energy that that happened that that happened and then with it's our own funding created i keep saying r it's not <laughs> i'm not involved with this at all i just feel a part of it because it's the bear community so and taking all of that and m- moving it to outside of babylon and having all of those insane performances and just energetic uplifting and then but not having it tainted with some bad energy and just having it be pure and then leaving everybody to go on their day with that. And I think just something happened in the ether that those this weekend that I think is almost it's it's going to trickle down to people that don't even know what happened. I mean, this is going to sound like a weird sink, but like the moment before I was about to go on, like maybe an hour before we had all of our family members text us like, are you OK? Are you guys OK? And I was like, how why would everybody text us at the same time? Like, are you guys OK? It's like, we're we're fine. I feel like they, in some weird way, they sensed that something was happening, like something big was happening. Can't prove that. This is all conjecture. But I feel like even people who don't know what's going on, when stuff like this happens, they know what's going on subconsciously because everybody's connected through a human, connect, like everybody's connected in, in a network. So when something like this happens, like a blip, like an opening of a portal of uh, consciousness, other people are alerted across the entire, like, entire world. And like, just like when, I mean, that could happen with negative things too. Like we've seen that happen with false flags and stuff. I don't want to get too much into that stuff. I don't want to degrade this podcast from being completely like, you know, holistic and, oh, look how, and then talk about that stuff to get it flagged or whatever. But no, it's like we, it can happen negatively too, where like someone knows a bad event happened too. They're like, something, my spidey sense just went off, went off. Like I know somewhere, that's the same way with good events too. I think people were sitting there and they're like, I can sense the good energy come in and I don't know where it's coming from, mm-hmm. but like it's there, totally, dude. you know, totally. I was going to say, especially when you're talking about somewhere like Missouri, where it sounds, or that Arkansas, you know, yeah, that was, yeah Missouri, area. I was just traveling, traveling through Arkansas. Arkansas was crazy, but different story. Yeah. Well, just seeing the whole Ozark area that's been, yeah. you know, for a lot of people who know real estate, it's got that vibe. Like you said, very bare mindset without actually necessarily being all bears it's just it, it, you said it's just radiating itself out it's it, i almost equated to when you know owen's talking about something like spill the beans or something and then all of a sudden like everything spilled the beans like it really does creates this ripple That's effect crazy. where or you know what i mean whether whether it's there and we just don't see it or all there is an actual energetic pulse like you said a portal is opening that's how i see it too so well i see it like yeah, as dude, a physical portal is is definitely opening certain because like it does feel physical like there's a location of collected consciousness in a location and like when that i, I that's just how i envision it is like if on these media and these meetups like there is like this little blip of like positive energy just happening physically around the uh, around the world and it's like it is creating some kind of portal or some kind of spiral you know like around these events i know you're big into the spirals but it does it does spiral out because it's like that that one event shouldn't affect something over here but it does and um because but it's all related so like if if a positive event happens here of course someone else is going to be related because those people are leaving with that same positive energy and going back to their own states and like and feeling uplifted and feeling I'm in a great mood this week man who couldn't be after that I mean it was like such positive energy oh dude and I can imagine that already like the you know the Irish bears and the Canadian crew and like just people all over the world who are following and doing their own meetups are seeing this and just going like all right like let's go like let's let's create ours too like let's re- you know and i know 
the Irish Bears have already done some massive meetups and things, but, you know, just giving them that mindset similar to uh, somebody who runs like the first ever four minute mile. It's going, yes. oh wait, we can do this now. Yes, we that's, can exa- do this. that's a great analogy. You know? Wow. So it's it's just making it, taking this step further for everybody, right? It's the growing, it's the building, it's going, yeah, okay, sky's the limit now. And it's just gonna keep feeding off of yes. each other's. Well, that's, it, you know, that. Yeah. No, that's the way we evolve. That's the way we go to the next step. It's like, we could take this and just bask in the glory and, and you know, and just be starstruck from the afterglow and just be like, ah, oh, I'm so relaxed in it. Or you could take it and be like, now that that's been achieved, what are you doing next? Let's run with this. Let's take that energy and keep moving it forward and make it forward momentum. Because I think a lot of people take this, you know, energy of the this afterglow flat effect of like this huge star, like just forming, which is this portal. You know, there's many analogies you can make, but I, I do think I one that I'm running with is a portal. But you take that energy and you could just say, I'm just going to absorb it. I'm going to let it, you know, like just feed me for a little bit and then I'm done. Or you could take that and use that to make the next step and make more portals appear throughout the more star, star explosions. Dude, in a weird way, like, man, I don't know. Like space is so fake and stupid. I mean, I, it's whatever. It's not stupid, but you know what I mean? It's like a great illustration. It's a great, it's a great concept. And I think the concept is like a cool idea. And if you, you can apply those concepts and I think they do use those metaphorical concepts and they just put it out on like a, uh, what is it called? Like a, some kind of CGI thing. And they like map it out and they're like, look how stars explode. And then they give all this energy off. It's like, you could use those analogies in real life. And that's exactly how it works too. It's like you have enough energetic explosion. And if you just get rid of the idea that it's happening out there and you have, and you'd like say like, oh no, this is happening localized into our, our realm. And you're like, wow, now a lot of, like if you just throw the baby out with the bath ladder, like and just say none of that exists and that was all dog and like how gravity isn't a thing uh stars aren't star explosions aren't a thing and i'm like they they aren't but they are you know what i mean like those that explosive like you know like just energetic release of like all of those the gathering of like tons of that's like a just i mean that's an explosion that's happens all the time doesn't have to happen in outer space to have like that effect you know locally but Absolutely, man. It's the sparks of creativity in the mind. And it's, you know, it's the, the inspiration that flows within all of us, man. And it's just a, whether or not you're willing to take it and run with it, right? Like, you know, I can imagine so many people have gotten ideas from this last weekend, have gotten, uh, like you said, inspiration to then pursue stuff or explore certain things that were brought to people's minds and thoughts and conversations. Like, you know, quick breakdown of like people who listen to this and they think about the body differently and the amount of people reaching out looking at the way they move differently and i hear get you know comments every week about people's experiences people's successes and things like that so but you take something where you're now in the physical like you said taking you know you know new friends you know old friends meeting for the first time like in that physical energy you know talking about that spirals that constant flow of communication thoughts ideas uplifting and you're just seeing all of this happen and now you get a bunch of people just now walking away from this thing going like you know you know explosion explosion of thought explosion of inspiration explosion of curiosity explosion of all these things that are like you said not out there but right here going pop 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 and you're just going like my whole world just expanded that much more right and you're just like, you know what I mean? Like that, like literally I, I, I envision like the irises, you know, we can use the analogy for this realm we're in, just like the, the irises just opens up. Everything just like, whoosh, 
I know. You know I, how they do in like some yeah. quick cuts where they're, you know, like in shots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny because like so. I think a lot of people who won't get it are people who aren't here. And that's the thing is like I think this is this I really want to put this into words, but the idea is like people who are here, like people who see this from the outside who aren't involved with it might be like, what the heck are you talking about? How could such an event where you're just talking and gathering and, you know, listening to music as a group really affect the mass scale? You'd, like, Because like, I would ask that question too. If I'm just trying to play like devil's advocate, I'm like, how could you possibly think that just meeting as a group in a, the middle of Missouri is going to affect anything? But it's because all of those honest people are coming together and like raising their consciousness level with understanding and like just actual like love for each other like communal love like i am so respectful for you and like there's nothing weird it just makes everybody get i guess the thing that's driving it is hope you know like hope is the thing that this weekend was all about is just driving that idea of like these people actually exist in real life these aren't just conceptualized things that happen online like these people are actually really cool in real life and if i that is the thing that's driving it it's not the meeting it's not the because like if you I'm trying to think like, if someone saw this from the outside, they're like, I don't get it. And I, I'm trying to explain it to those people who don't, who see this and like, well, that maybe it's, it wouldn't be a big event because it's just, it's whatever. I'm just trying to play the cynic right here because I think a lot of people would say like, it was just a, it was just a, you played some live music where you said some funny words or, you, you know, or you, you burned a few bonfires, you got stuck on some mud. It's like, no, we got stuck in mud with good people. No, we played music for good people with good people. We talked, everybody was respectful. Imagine like you did an event or like you went to a party, but no one was a jerk. That puts you in a great mood. The whole reason you leave a party and you're like, this, that was kind of cool. I like the music, but like, I just, this dude kind of pushed me and he never said sorry. And like that person was picking on my kid. And like, you know, I just, I, I, I wasn't really feeling it. Like that's meeting in that aspect wouldn't do anything in my opinion. If you meet with a bunch of people where you everybody leaves and they're like, I, w- I had a great time meeting these people. And it's a completely dry event too. I was thinking how mind-blowing that is that like no one was on drugs or drinking at all in this concert and people were rocking out. Like people were just jumping along and like, I was like, you know how hard that is? I've played a lot of concerts and people have to be shwasted in order for them to like, you know, be doing the kind of stuff that they were doing there. But they were like, they were just making water out of wine, you know, it's like, or wine, yeah, it's just like insane. Wine out of water, I don't know what it's called, to make it, turning water into wine. That's what it is. Misspoke. But like, anyway, they, they were doing like this, these like, because you're drinking water and you're getting this like buzz off of it because like you're having such a great time. And I, I, that's another thing I want to talk about. I want to expand on that. Owen said that briefly in passing on his recent stream. And I think that it could be expanded upon. And I don't know if you want to get into this, but I don't know if we're, we're well, looking at, we're to, looking at what, 11 re- o'clock. So I think we should, you know, if it's up to you, wrap it yeah. up. But I do have a lot of cons. Uh, we should do this again and then we can go on uh, kind of some more of tangents. Uh, but th- I think that wraps up Be- Bertari beautifully. I mean, this is an insanely positive event to the cynics it might look like something small to the people who were there it's an enormous achievement uh of consciousness and of respect for fellow humans and hope that it's going to get better and that people are out there that exist that crush and that say what they're going to do and they have the skills and ability and independence from the system to want to achieve more that's what it is 
It wasn't just a gathering of random people in a small, you know, tent in Missouri. It was a gathering of crushers in the tent in Missouri that will go on to spread that message of hope and creativity and positivity to everybody locally. That's awesome, Mike man. Drop. I love it, dude. <laughs> Boom. And well, on that, man, uh, you know, for those listening, thank you for your time. Anchor, dude, always a pleasure. I'm, yeah, we'll definitely, obviously, do another one. We can expand on a lot of these thoughts and concepts. But uh, for those who missed out, like myself, hopefully this helped paint a better picture. Uh, obviously, you can get more information at the app, the Baratari Times app, so you can see a lot of that. I yeah. got one more thing before we sign off. Um, there is going to be a documentary coming out, and I'm in that documentary. It's going to be, I think, what the third or fourth documentary third maybe i think three um and it's gonna be insane it's gonna be wild they got tons of video and montages from everything they got the speeches i mean adam the uh director bear was going insane with all of his you know you saw him with a video floating around at all points of the concert and of the show so if you feel like you missed out and you feel like you want to get more into this i highly highly recommend keeping up with the bears and the documentary and just seeing what's going on there awesome dude i'm looking forward to that ah I love it, dude. All right, man. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye, guys. See ya.